I do think maybe the writer undercounted. I can think of so many reasons why I'm so glad to know Jesus. Can you? One of the reasons, one of the many, is I love how Jesus notices and honors and brings dignity to those that others would belittle. Don't you just love that about Jesus? Doesn't that feel just and right, that Jesus lifts up those who others would bring down? The text says that people were trying to bring their children to Jesus so that he might touch them. Bible, Bible scholars tell us that uh, it was a tradition that uh, parents would want to bring their small children to a rabbi to touch them as a sign of blessing. And so certainly this is the kind of thing that was happening. Jesus at this point is a rock star rabbi. Everyone's clamoring for Jesus' attention. And word gets out that Jesus is in the neighborhood. Can you kind of picture it? Some mamas with their babies in arms, being persistent to try to push through the crowd. Can you see a little 10-year-old girl with maybe their, uh, their baby sister or brother on their back trying to get through the forest of legs to find Jesus? They're eager. They're curious. They're looking for Jesus to bless them. And the disciples. There's a contrast here. The disciples are out of step with the heart of Jesus. The disciples are contrasted as not like Jesus in this text. And before we get a little critical of them, and we will, maybe, maybe you could say something about that too. I, I could. Though I've been following Jesus a while, I've also been learning a lot from the culture I grew up in. And sometimes I hold the values of what's taught all around me more than I hold to the values of Jesus. And here we see the disciples. Yes, they've been following Jesus a while, but they've also been following the cultural voices of their day that said this, men first, then the women and the children. Children, yeah, we give them attention. They are a gift of God, after all, but they're kind of second-class citizens. Ever heard the saying, children are to be seen and not heard? The text says that, Jesus, that the disciples spoke sternly. The disciples spoke sternly to the children and to the parents who were trying to get to Jesus. We don't know exactly what they said, but chances are it was hurtful. Don't mind the children. Jesus, you have important things to do. Speaking to the children, can you go back to your place? Jesus is busy. Don't bother him. 
And then the text says Jesus saw this. He saw the behavior of the disciples. And the text says Jesus was indignant. Don't we have to pay attention if we're disciples of Jesus to that little word when it occurs? What makes Jesus indignant? The Greek here seems to denote that Jesus had a kind of strong emotional reaction to the disciples' behavior. Jesus became angry. Jesus became strongly displeased. Jesus became vexed. Can you imagine how Jesus' face maybe had a wrinkle about right here at that moment? No, this was not some nicey-nice Jesus with a breathy voice saying, let the little children come to me. This was a strong correction to his disciples and an invitation to change their perspective. Jesus rose up and said, let them come to me, for to such as these belong the kingdom of God. Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. See the double command here? Let them come to me and do not hinder. Catch the warning? Why, it sounds kind of like chapter 9. <laughs> Talk about indignation. Jesus says, it would be better for a millstone to be tied around your neck, a heavy weight, and thrown into the sea than to cause one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble. Do you see how the heart of God is protective here of the vulnerable? And I just kind of want to join in with the heart of God I see and say to those of us who dare to be leaders and people in authority, we dare not use our authority to abuse. If we are dabbling into some dark stuff that includes child pornography, manipulative touch, we need to run and not walk to get help. I sense that there's a call to the proper fear of God when Jesus rises up towards the disciples and says, do not hinder them with an indignant tone. And then Jesus doesn't just stop there. He says, truly I tell you, disciples, truly I tell you, unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of God. What does Jesus mean there? Unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of God. And if you're to enter into the kingdom, you must become like a child. I don't think Jesus meant become childish. I'm a mom. I have two teenage sons now, but I can remember. I know it's cheesy. Any other moms here? I can remember like yesterday when my kids were little. I remember walking into their room and them waking up in the morning. They were still in the crib. 
and they would pull themselves up on the crib, you know, and lean over and smile at me. And then they would do this amazing gesture. What does a child say to us when they do that? Well, they say a lot, don't they? They say a lot. They say, I have a poopy diaper. <laughs> they say, I'm hungry. They say, I love you. I need you. I'm dependent on you for so many things. Hold me. I want to come to you. And I think there's something in the essence of a small child doing this to someone they love and trust. I think that's how we enter the kingdom of God. Now, don't miss this last sentence of these three verses. Don't miss it. It is so beautiful. It is so powerful. What does Jesus do? What does Jesus do after he says, let the children come to me? Do not hinder them, for to such as these belong the kingdom of God. What does he do after he says, unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of God? What does he do next? I said he welcomes the children into his arms, lays his hands on them, and blesses them. This, my friends, is a picture of God's heart. God's missional heart for us, that he is for us, that God's heart longs to bless. Do you see that? And what a privilege it is for those of us who are in ministry that we get to join into God's heart to others, longing to bless. And yet something that I think is a fundamental need for all of us pre-going into ministry, during going into ministry, and all the days through, it's a continual need for us in a deeper and deeper way to remember our first calling before titles, positions, rank, power. Child of God. Child of God. You're calling to be beloved children of God. I believe this scripture has an amazing power to heal. I believe this text gives us an amazing picture that can center and ground us in an incredible way. And I just want to invite you into that a minute in kind of an experiential way. I wonder if you would dare to kind of come with me into an imaginative prayer. Maybe close your eyes if you want. Think about yourself in this story as a child. You, child of God, you hear Jesus is in town and you want to see him. And you want to get close, but there's a sea of people and there's somebody talking harshly to you and telling you to mind your place and being hurtful and you're feeling discouraged. and put down 
And then you hear Jesus. Can you hear his voice? Let the children come to me. And all of a sudden, those legs that had blocked you, those hands who had told you to stop, all of a sudden it parts like the Red Sea, and you're able to see Jesus. Can you see him? He smiles. He gestures, come to me. And Jesus offers you a safe space with holy touch, touch of blessing. He welcomes you into his arms with a hug and a smile. And just like God said to Jesus, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So Jesus wants to pass on the blessing of your belovedness in his arms. I wonder today if you can just be a child and receive all that Jesus has to give. He has so much to give. He longs to bless. Some of you know too much. The wounds of harsh words spoken. The wounds of harmful touch. Allow this picture of Jesus to heal and to bless. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way in our midst. Come and do what you alone can do. Minister to the deep places of our hearts where we are your children in great need of you, our Savior.